Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. again, Bread and Circus is a podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? I'm pretty good. Really? Yeah. I've decided that I'm just going to roll with it. I'm uh, Team Biden now, and uh, I feel good. Well, I, for one, am glad that you identify as a uh, black lesbian female. Disabled. Because otherwise, we were going to have an equity problem on right. this podcast, you know, it being all white. Well, I'm also disabled, so don't forget that. I mean, you're trying to marginalize me already. Well, but that's what I do because I'm white. Yeah. I marginalize people. Both physically and mentally disabled, by the way. So I've got all the boxes covered. The the latter is obvious. We've (laughs) we've picked that up before. (laughs) So we have a lot of stuff to get to, like usual. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to start with the Reddit stocks, the... This stuff, as you know from us talking for the last week um, offline, uh, it, that's had me so pissed off and jubilant all at the same time. Oh, I've I've never I haven't heard you so excited in quite a while. I couldn't wait to record this episode just because I loved these guys sticking it to these hedge fund managers. Right. Now, look, there's hedge funds on both sides of this, so. You know, when people say, oh, they're sticking it to the man, the man makes money no matter what. But there's certain men, there's certain mans that are being, getting it stuck to and other mans are reaping the benefits too. Yeah. So there's this old saying in the stock market that said the bulls and bears make their money. It's the pigs that get slaughtered. Um, Sometimes in this particular case, uh, the hedge funds were the pigs. I don't like the idea of shorting stocks. Um, I think it's unethical. Is it legal? Yeah. But basically, they're betting on a business that's failing, um, which I think as being a pure capitalist, as I've said many times before, capitalism is my religion. Uh, if if someone wants to short a stock and make money that way, I think it's sort of a shitty way to do it, but it's legal. And uh, there is some value in the market to the market shorting a stock. Um, However, what happens is these pieces of shit get on the media, um, you know, and all of these different uh, bulls and bears and your money and all these shows and people ask them their opinion. And because they're billionaire investors or hedge fund managers Uh, When they start shitting all over a stock, that stock starts to go down. So as an example, and we'll come back to this in a little bit, but Bill Ackman is a guy who runs uh, Pershing Square Capital Management. It's a head fund management company. He went on on the news back in March and was getting all emotional about how basically – And I'm not really using hyperbole here. These are pretty much his words. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, the American economy as it exists is over. Uh, We're going to go through hell. Uh, If we don't shut down the country, completely shut it down for 30 days, uh, that's the end of America. And then he sneaks in there that all hotel stocks um, are going to zero. (laughs) Period. Not done. Now. He gets some credibility from people because he runs his fund. He's a billionaire. Uh, His net worth is around $2 billion. He he owns Hilton stock. So people are going, oh, this guy must really be – he must really know what he's talking about. Well, guess what he does five days later? He goes out and buys a shit ton of Hilton stock. Do you know why? Because the value of it went down. Because he went on TV and shit all over it. And people started dumping it. And that's what I hate about this hedge fund stuff. These guys have, um, they have a microphone 
and a bullhorn that the media freely gives them and all of the credibility the media gives them too. And I believe they use that many times. They will go on, they will shit all over a company. It starts to go down. So they start shorting it. And next thing you know, they're making money because everybody's dumping it. And so, you know, you can say, hey, you shouldn't be swimming with the with the sharks like this if you're just a retail trader, you know, using E-Trade or in this case, Robin Hood or something like that. Um, you know, it's like that old thing about playing poker. If you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. Um, but, I th- again, I think hedge trading is sort of shitty and unethical. I don't think it's illegal. Well, it's not illegal. It's not a matter of what I think. But what happened with the Reddit stock is these groups, these people got together and found publicly publicly traded or publicly available information that they were shorting GameStop, a company that was worth around about eight bucks a share. And uh, they were shorting it over 100 percent, which I don't think you should be allowed to do. Shorting a stock basically says that, you know, the. So, like, you've got a stock, uh, a share of game stock, and I'm going to short it. So I borrow that stock from you. I don't even own it. And then I turn around and sell it to somebody else cheaper. And then I make money when that stock drops. Yeah. So I got to pay you back, right? But I still make money on the trade. And it's, it's really kind of a – it's a sneaky way to do stuff. Well, what happens is if the stock goes up, now I have to pay you more money than I borrowed it for, you know? Yep. And so these guys on Reddit who are pretty smart said, you know what? Their stock is way shorted. It's really cheap. The government's just handing out a bunch of money to people right now with these um, – Stimulus checks. Stimulus checks. And – you know, the interest on money right now is pretty much zero. So money's free. Let's fuck with these guys. And they did. And people are saying, well, that's illegal. That's conspiracy. That's that's something that's called pumping and dumping. In other words, you run the price of a stock up and then you get rid of it. No, what they did was they looked at this company that was going to have to buy not only the shares they borrowed back, but more shares than that even because it was shorted so much. So they just decided, what the hell? Let's go for it. And what happens, in a, to make this overly simplistic, is as that stock starts to go up, some of those hedge funds start going, shit, we're going to lose money on this. So they start buying <laughs> the stock back yep. and just taking an early loss. Well, that drives the price of the stock up. So more people get in, which means they have to short it more, which means more people get in. And you see this explosive rise of a stock that was at like eight bucks that at its peak was $428, I believe. So Robinhood, who's also shitty. Yeah. That's the app um, that, that all these, uh, these guys, these yeah. single guys are, are trade or these uh, Reddit guys are trading on. And uh, I'll get back to why Robinhood is shitty. In a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Robinhood decides, and they're shitty for reasons people don't understand. People are missing the, the picture here. So Robin Hood starts going, shit, we got problems um, because we're not going to be able to. Co- when you short a stock, you have a certain amount of time. I think it's 30 days that you have to sell that stock back. So you can't just wait until it goes down again. You know, there's a time limit on shorts. And the time limit was going to come up and the stock is exploding and Robin Hood doesn't have the money to cover the call. So the SEC, I believe, made them shut down trading, purchasing of that stock. So everybody says, oh, Robin Hood made it so I couldn't buy the stock. No, the SEC did. Or whatever financial group was involved. There. If they can't cover that fucking stock, why, why didn't they make them shut down every stock? Um, that's a good question that I sort of know the answer to, but it gets really far in the weeds. Yeah. Um, so they got a cash infusion through borrowing from like JP Morgan of $1.5 billion. Um, so they were really in the weeds on this. Um, by the way, the guy who made this, uh, made this 
app, Vlad Tenov. Tenov. Sounds He's Russian. He's a billionaire because of this thing too. So because of this Robinhood app. But so they stop. They're telling him you can't sell anymore, but or you can't buy. Yeah, you can't sell anymore, but people can sell theirs. Well, so you know you can't blame Robinhood for that. Although people are saying, hey, people should go to jail over that. I think where Robin Hood is really in trouble is though it's not illegal to short stocks um, more than 100%, it should be. But because so many people were buying this, you know, it wasn't just that the brokerage houses, the, the hedge funds did it for 140%. People buying it on Robin Hood were contributing to that too. But where Robinhood is shitty, and there's a couple other um, apps that do this too, or um, whatever utilities are that do this, they don't make money on your trade. So the Robinhood will tell you, hey, if you sign up for Robinhood and put 100 bucks in your account, we'll uh, give you four free stocks over the next month. Why are they giving you free stocks? They're giving you free stocks because they are taking the order calls. Right. So if all of a sudden there's a run on a stock through Robinhood, Robinhood sells that call to, and it's probably not called a call. Maybe it's just an order, whatever it is, whatever info. they sell, they sell that information to the hedge funds so that they get a leg up on everybody. So they get a leg up on everybody. Right. So to me, that may not be insider trading, but it's about as close as you can get. Yeah. Insider trading is something like someone at uh, Johnson and Johnson says um, our uh, our vaccine failed its last trial. It's not going to work. Hey, before you uh, before this gets out in the market, dump your stock. That's insider trading. That's illegal. But this seems to be very close to that. And the hedge funds get to get to trade in the market after the market closes and before it opens. So they have all sorts of advantages in here. So Robin hood goes to the average investor and says, Hey, you know what? We're free. You just, we give you some stuff and uh, you know, Hey, we're awesome. So you can just trade away. You go right ahead. And the whole fucking time, just like Facebook, they're selling your information in a different way to people who use it to fuck you. Right. And that's, that's the key right there that I'm getting from this. It's uh, it's not like a mutually agreed thing where you're like, oh, they're selling your information to 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 give you advertising, and it's like you know to to um to give you advertising that that you're more susceptible to. Okay, I get that, and I'm willing to give up some um some privacy in order to have a free app as long as that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're taking our our data and going, okay, this is what he's looking at. Maybe we'll just sell the, their interest to these companies and then they'll market to me. Okay. I get it. That's a, that's a straightforward, um, you know, way of, of going, okay, I get it. I get what they're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm cool with that, but that's not what's happening with these things is, is especially with these, uh, stock apps. It's, it's, you think you're getting the same access as anybody else when you're in the market. And it sounds to me like, no, you're, you're basically being your chum in the water and they're, they're setting you, they're bleeding you in order to get the sharks involved in the, and to fuck you over. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so in my mind, you know, they're, they're talking about more regulation on this where the regulation needs to be is don't let groups like Robin hood. And I think, I don't know for sure, but in doing a very minimal amount of research, I think E-Trade does the same thing. Um, and, uh, uh, but I also thought E-Trade charged the commission and those two things would probably be mutually exclusive, but so don't quote me on that, but there are other apps that do this kind of thing. Um, so that to me should be illegal. Being able to short something more than a hundred percent should be illegal. Those should be the regulations you need. Yeah. And by the way, if you raise the interest rate, which would be a good thing, I, I know that there are going to be people who bitch and say, well, my gosh, I can barely afford my house now. Okay. You probably shouldn't have bought a house that you couldn't afford just because the interest rate was low. You know, if you bought a house uh, when the interest rate was 2% uh, that you wouldn't have bought when it was 4%, I'm sorry, shame on you. Um, 
But the interest rate going up would make money more expensive to borrow, which would be good in this case. But now because we've gone through Corona and we've had these shutdowns and people don't have money to spend on or they don't have things to spend money on, like going out with all their friends and everything. People have been saving in increasing amounts. And that's good that people save money. But you're not getting shit from the bank for parking your money in a savings account. So just like people who have retired on 401ks and stuff, we need to get this interest rate up, you know. And I know there are all sorts of economic arguments to be, to be had there. But this this free money, well, yeah, don't you, relatively I mean, free money. You want your money that you're saving to not be worth less than it's worth now in the future when you take it out. Exactly. And Lower if you're getting, interest rates. Yeah, if you're getting these shitty interest, interest rates. rates make, you're losing Lower money. Interest rates yeah. make money easier to get. And they're helpful in some ways, but too far, which it is, for too long, which it has been, is not good. And there has to be they gotta turn that around somehow. Yeah, the cost so, of living is gonna keep going up to, at a certain percentage and your savings are not gonna accrue more or, or at that rate. So basically you're losing money by having your money and save, you know, uh, the interest rates being low in savings, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time the bank is using your money. So the bank is waking, making way more money off your money. Right. Which is not illegal. And that's no. how banks work. Exactly. I don't, I don't fault them for that. The thing is you, you can't yeah. as a consumer, I mean, you can like figure it out and do it yourself, but that'd be your full-time job. Yeah. So, so that's driving, uh, you know, the price of housing way up. Because people can afford more house, so they're buying more house. You know, the, Minnesota, for example, the median in the median uh, price for a house is three hundred and five thousand dollars in Minnesota. It's the first time it's ever been over three hundred thousand bucks, and it's not because homes are better or nicer or anything like that. It's just the demand is so much higher; it's driving the price up. But anyway, back to this whole Reddit thing. There's been talk in Congress now of of uh, going after some of these people on Reddit because they're saying, oh, they uh, they screwed with this market on purpose. Well, there's a shit ton of them that made a lot of money because that that stock price went up so much. And they say, well, it's it's not them. It's the ones who kind of want to burn it down, uh, you know, because there's people on those Reddit forums saying, Hey, just hold the line. I mean, hold the line hashtag was going for a while. Um, and they're saying, just hold on to it because you're screwing these hedge funds, which I'm all for. Fuck those guys. You know, um, I just think it's a shitty way to make money. Uh, so, you know, there are people saying in Congress that we got to go after them. Look, if you put $8 in on a stock that went to 400 bucks and you decided not to sell it because you'd rather feel like you screwed somebody who who deserved it, then there's nothing illegal about that. And there shouldn't be. You know, you have every right to be stupid with your money. And uh, there is a video out there on YouTube of Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, uh, arguing against uh, the I think it's the Massachusetts attorney general who wants to regulate the shit out of this because you know, uh, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be speculation like this in the market. And Kevin O'Leary basically says, you dumb fuck. It, there's the market is speculation. That's the definition of the market He's yeah. right. That's just yeah. stupid. This idea that you have to protect people from from themselves, which is not what they want to do. They want to make it so the little guy can't screw the big guy um, because they really screwed him here. And I loved every second of it. And uh, if they lost some money in the meantime, well, then either they decided to lose the money or they were dumb with it. You can't legislate stupid away. And if they decided to lose the money to make someone else suffer, uh, you know, for doing something that was exploitive, then I don't have a problem with that either. And kill anybody, you know? Yeah. So well, I'm I'm fine with all of that. Well, uh, uh, Charles Payne is a, a legal el or not legal a financial an uh, analyst on Fox Business, and uh, he's I, I've liked him. He's 
From, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, and he he went off on uh, on all the uh, Wall Street and hedge fund people bitching and, and and moaning about this and saying that it's a scam or it's a it's Russian collusion and all that kind of stuff. And he yeah had a pretty good uh, uh, rant on this if you want to hear it. Well, yeah, but I the one thing I did hear uh, on Facebook, I saw a meme, and it was probably more right on than than Charles Payne stuff. Uh, he, it said. They didn't, you know, the hedge funds didn't plan on dealing with millennials who've been organizing Friday night raids on World of Warcraft for years. <laughs> and that's exactly what this was. They got in a forum and said, hey, let's all go do this thing together. And it worked really well. It's probably not going to work again because, you know, the hedge funds have AI that read these uh, Reddit boards and all these different message boards and stuff. But uh, it did put some people on notice. Um, you know, it probably won't happen again because I don't think we'll see shorts like this again. Not, not to this degree. Yeah. Well, this is a real quick, quick clip. I'll, uh, I'll play of, of pain. He's on Neil Cavuto's show talking here. So we'll okay. play this real quick. Well, Neil, first of all, I got to say, I recommended many of these stocks on January 11th or before I've got the report in my hand that I sent out to my subscribers. And here's the list. The shorts, first of all, all of this nonsense, all of this noise, all of this whining by Wall Street, it's making me sick. 140% of GameStop was short. I didn't hear one person on TV complaining about Wall Street trying to crush GameStop. 140% short. I told my subscribers, buy this stock, and they made a fortune. I also told them to buy Virgin Space, uh, Virgin. We took profits on that today. Fizz, that's up huge. Tangers is up huge. Neil, you can't allow Wall Street to short 75% of a stock, and nobody says anything crush these companies into the dirt, and then when the individual investor makes money, everyone's up in arms. Oh, they're going to lose their shirt? Don't you think people are trading? If they traded 80 billion shares a day, people are ringing a register. I have a kid who bought a house. He had a, he made $50,000 and bought a house. So, yes, yeah, some people are going to lose and some are going to win, but if, you wanna, if they want to change the rules of the game now because the general public is making money after decades of the shorts crushing thousands of stocks into the dirt, I have watched stocks being crushed completely to zero uh, and no one ever whispered anything because those stocks didn't have Wall Street sponsorship. They were small names. Maybe they went public through a reverse takeover. Whatever it was, the shorts have had their way with the market for decades. No one's ever complained about it. So I am thrilled if you were going to try to destroy a company by shorting 140% of its stock, you have to accept the fact that individual investors are playing the same game that you're playing and now you're losing. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that I'll guy. tell you what, I've always liked Charles Payne, and I am going to get off of this podcast when we're done and go sign up because uh, <laughs> I like I've always liked him. Yeah, now I, I have find too. out this guy if he's got a subscription service that isn't crazy. Uh, you know, he's always been a very sensible kind of guy. He doesn't play this crazy stuff. I mean, he's just, I've always liked him. So yeah, I'm gonna. Charles, you got a fan. Yeah, I, I like how 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 pissed off he got about this. It's a uh, he's just sick and tired of these uh these uh Wall Street billionaire types and their shills and media just like trying to cover for him. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what this is? Um, just on a just segue into something else quick that we didn't talk about, but I just want to talk about for a couple minutes. Um, this is when the the left gets their comeuppance. You know, when the thing that they've been doing gets turned around on them and they just can't take it. And I think that was one of the things that made Trump so successful was we've mentioned this before when they would say, oh, you're a racist. And he'd be like, yeah, and you're fat. You know, and they'd be like, oh, he can't talk like that. And the greatest example I've seen of that was, you remember Maxine Waters' little speech about get up? Uh, she didn't say get up in their face, but, you know. No, she said, uh, if you see, uh, get a crowd together if you see them at a gasoline station and uh, a yeah, restaurant and grocery store. You get a crowd and you get in there. Yeah. Um, that bitch is so old, I'm surprised she didn't say whale uh, whale oil lamp station. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, she she farts and it's dust. I mean, she is, gosh, she's got to go away. Anyway, she um, uh, she said that, and there was some anonymous Twitter person who took all of that out of there and instead of Trump administration, put Biden administration. And Twitter went 
ape shit over it. Everyone was like, you, all the people on the left are like, you can't incite violence like this. And there was one guy who sits on a committee with her uh, in the very same committee. And he says, as a person who lived through the insurrection at the Capitol, <laughs> uh, I, this, we can't tolerate this kind of violence. And I'm sorry. It's the hypocrisy on these people. I put in the Facebook page today. Um, you know, I want to thank the left. I never was sure how to spell hypocrisy, uh, but they've done it so often. I get it. I, you know, it's a word I have to use all the time now. It sounds to me like so this, a, this was such an event for this guy that his balls dropped that day. Must have been really impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, I just I thought that was the hypocrisy of that is yeah, I, crazy. And that that's what happened to these hedge funds. They got fucked by some people who were paying attention and and they're whining and crying about it. Well, and then I think I think Robinhood should go bankrupt. I there was uh Yeah. Uh one of the app stores they're in, they got taken from a five down to a one. Um you know, yeah. they gotta they gotta pay the price for this. They they, they need to. But it's like uh, if they if if parlor can get, you know, basically destroyed, um you know, through, through, uh, you know, what, whatever the, the means that were used to destroy it. Um, I would like to see a parlor or not parlor, um, uh, Robin Hood get destroyed in the same manner, but I mean, hey, it's, speak- it's, it's different, but I, you know, I, if it's that easy to destroy a business, then destroy ones that deserve it. You know, uh, speaking of, uh, parlor getting destroyed, Apple's doing a pretty good job of taking a chunk out of Facebook. Do you hear about this? Uh, you mentioned it to me. In the Apple, well, Apple is saying now, this is just a news story I heard. I didn't hear all the details of it, but basically Apple is going to make it so on any Apple device, collecting data on someone, which is the only way Facebook makes any money um, by then selling targeted ads to people with the data they collect, that Apple's going to make data collection on their devices proprietary. It's one of the reasons I hate Apple. Does Everything that does that, does, that inc- does that include Google? Because Google is like number one with that. I I don't know. Um, I don't think Google yeah, would be too happy know. about that. Well, I heard about it doing it with Facebook, and uh, so they basically said, "Wow, that's going to kneecap Facebook." Which hey, I'm fine with. Go after each other. You fuckers deserve each other. Well, I've been I've been looking so. into degoogling my phone. Uh, but basically, I think Facebook, Facebook's the number one, like a uh, perpetrator of like getting into all your business. Um, but Google is there too. And, and you'd be surprised by how many apps are owned basically by Google. And then there's also Amazon, but there, there's the webs, there's websites and there's YouTube channels devoted to talking about how you can de-Google your phone and stop them from spying on you, stop from sending your information. And it's a, it's a pretty big process, I guess. And you can buy de-Googled phones that run on, uh, you know, like Firefox and, and Android, Android operating system without any of the Google add-ons, which I guess, you know, that's, that's the way they make their money. But, um, I've been looking into it and I'm thinking about doing it, but then my well, only, why problem, not just get a flip phone? My only problem is I use the GPS function. On uh, and and it's really it's really well done on Google, and uh, I'd have to probably look into getting like one of those like a Garmin like a separate uh, map app thing that you have to pay two hundred and fifty bucks for and then pay fifty bucks a year for map updates and I'd probably be willing to do that I think. So I'm looking well, I'm looking into it, it. I have it on my car. I actually have the uh, GPS what, stuff in my is car. It Garmin. No, it's uh. It's integrated in the car. Well, I well, there's two big uh, companies. There's Garmin and TomTom that do the uh, do the maps for cars or for for mobile units. And I used to do TomTom before Google. You know, before the phone was really good at it, and that was years ago. Yeah. Um, I had TomTom, and the first unit I had was like one of their first ones. It was a fucking expensive unit. It was like eight hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh god, I'm I'm directional dyslexic i need this so i got it and it was working great i loved it it was well worth the money and then each iteration became cheaper and cheaper but then there was more and more problems with the with the app you know not you know it wasn't it wasn't uh updating maps it wasn't it was it was taking forever to find the satellite all, all kinds of shit so it came to a point where it was actually unusable for me 
so when I got the latest iteration, it was like 150 bucks, and it was constantly searching for signals. It was like it was it was it was getting you know taking me on dead dead ends and all. That. So I finally gave up on the Garmin. But at that point, that's when Google integrated their map into the phone so well that you didn't need it anymore. So, but now I'm starting to think, well, I better go back to uh, looking into Garmin and TomTom, see if they've uh, see if they've improved it all. You know, I hear those companies suck, and you might want to short you want to sh- short them a little bit because uh, oh, they're going away. All right, I'll uh, yeah. contact my hedge fund manager that I that I'm <laughs> in constant contact with. Yeah. Oh, there was uh, there was some uh, word that the price of silver was going to go up because they were going to okay. trade silver. This is what I want to talk to you about because there's competing kind of things going on here. Is like, I, according to Tim Pool, did you see that video that he put out where it's like a trap, basically? Um, that, uh, yeah, that they said, um, that none of the Reddit people well, from this, from this website, this trading site, what's it called? The the trading site on Reddit. It's like, uh, wall street bets or something yeah. like that. They're, uh, they're saying basically, no, don't buy silver. This is bullshit. They're, they're, they're trying to fuck with us here. They're trying to, they're trying to take it back from us. And, and this whole silver thing is if you see everything on the news, the mainstream media is talking about silver being uh being the next thing that reddit goes after and it's like no we're not fucking targeting silver so it's surprise and but then i've heard other people say no go go get silver it'll fuck with them well the only thing about it is uh you know you have to and there's no matter what you do in the stock market there's always going to be contradictory advice like this but the biggest thing i heard about that because i own about six pounds of silver um and i I sit there and watch the silver price and it's hung at, you know, 20 bucks forever. And I think it went up to 30 through this whole thing. Um, it's just not, it's not worth it to get rid of it for that. Um, but, uh, you know, they were talking about it going to a hundred dollars and I'm like, oh, I'll hang on to it and see. And, um, but in reading it, they said, look, silver's not shorted. You need something that appears to be going down in value for some reason. If silver was a company that was looking at folding and going away, you know, that would make some sense, but that's not the case. So, you know, that was all I really needed to hear hear that whether or not it's fake, it was just bad advice to buy silver. What I understand is silver is constantly undervalued. Is that true? Uh, No. Um, There are people who say, look, silver is about it's worth about 10% of what gold is worth. Gold's worth 3000 an ounce. So silver should be, or 2000 ounce. So silver should be 200. Um, I don't know if that's true. Uh, silver is a byproduct of a lot of other mining. Like when they're mining for taconite, I think there's one of those, uh, they find tungsten or something like that. They find silver. Right. So, and they say silver's used in everything. So, you know, you, we should need it, and it, it's just way more readily abundant than gold, apparently. So, hmm. you know, I don't know. I have a bunch of the silver I have is all coins from before 1965, and they, so they're solid silver coins. Right. Uh, so I'm thinking some of those are probably even worth more than the silver, hmm. you know. So I have to do all the research on that. But, yeah, I don't well, you think hear silver. Well, do you think that uh... – these hedge funds and big money Wall Street guys aren't going to try to figure out how to work this in their favor. You'd be stupid. So if you don't think they're going to do some sort of disinformation campaign and they're going to work with the media to kind of fucking dupe you, if you don't think that's going to happen, you're stupid and you shouldn't be doing well, there's this. A, there's a YouTube channel and stuff I watch, a guy uh, called Minority Mindset. Uh, Jaspreet Singh, I think is his name. And uh, he gives really good advice on this kind of stuff. And one of the ones he had recently was, you know, how to become a millionaire. And he said it basically takes a lot of small investing in about 30 years. So his point was, if you just want to take, you know, two, three hundred bucks a month and invest it and everything in about 30 years, you can be a millionaire. And some people say, I want to do it faster than that. Um, Well, okay, then you can invest a little more. And they say, well, you know, I don't want to spend all that money. And uh, he said, well, that's what it takes. And my dad used to tell me this all the time. He'd say, uh, you know, there's two ways to get rich. You can get rich really quick or really slow. And he goes, no one gets rich really quick. You, You just don't do it. There isn't. You are not going to spend $500, invest in some stock, make a million bucks and punch out and be done. 
it's not going to happen. You know, you have to be careful and, you know, uh, you have to tolerate some risk and you have to, you know, you have to be patient and do all these things. It takes hard work. Um, but and if people oh, rooster, don't work, rooster, there's a little thing called the lottery. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, this, uh, latest one that had like a billion dollars in it or whatever. Oh, I didn't hear about that. It was close to a billion. I think it was the mega millions. It was, it was like the fifth richest one ever. They said, your chance of winning is about one in 300 million. And I'm like, so if they basically gave a lottery ticket to everyone in the entire country, one person might win. That's just not what you bet your future on. Yeah. You know, and it really, if you, if you decide to squirrel away somewhere between 250 to 500 bucks a month, uh, you can, you can build up a lot of wealth really fast. As long as you're not stupid with your money and people say, I don't have the money to do that stuff. And the next time I see that from someone who's smoking and drinking a Starbucks coffee, I'm going to punch him right in the throat, you know, <laughs> because you're, you're spending, I went through that with a friend of mine once who smoked, uh, according to her, a half a pack a day. And I said, so a pack. She goes, no, it's a half a pack. I said, look, women lie about their weight. Men lie about how much they can bench press. And smokers lie about how much they smoke. Yep. I said, so, you know, I don't know what a pack of cigarettes costs nowadays, but it ain't cheap. And uh, if you put that money away at the end of the year, if you just stop smoking, which is bad for you anyway, you're probably going to save about 2000 bucks a year. You know, if you stop buying $4 coffees every day, you're going to save a good chunk of money yeah. during the year. Learn to love black coffee. Or learn to just not spend money on stupid shit. You know, I don't think I will ever buy a new car again. The idea that you finance a car that the second you sit in it, it's worth less money. Yeah, is stupid. I've me. never bought a new car. Well, that's just because you're trailer trash. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your racism. Or actually, I want to talk about my racism. Okay. Let's do that. Because you're exempt, correct? I'm exempt tonight. All right. So uh, you you wanted to bring this up about uh, um, the equity in the podcast and how you felt like you're underrepresented. And uh, so fire away. Oh, no. I I was going to save that for later. But I do want to talk about how my people, Black Lives Matter, was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. Well, this should be. You know? Yeah, a Norwegian uh, MP said that the global impact of BLM and raising awareness and consciousness of l- racial injustice means that they they need to get that Nobel Peace Peace Prize. And you know, Trump yeah, was he- Trump was nominated yet again for for brokering more um, peace deals in the Middle East. But you know what? That fucking asshole. He doesn't deserve that. Oh, he's a big fat orange bigot, though. So yeah. he, you know, he shouldn't get really. It. It's gonna. It should go to Biden. So, yeah, because you yeah. know all the stuff he's done. Because I'm, I'm sure everything, all the the, the uh, T's were crossed and the I's were dotted um, long after um, Trump was out of Trump was out of office. So Biden Biden should get credit for that since it's during his presidency that it was all finalized. I'm sure that's how it's going to work. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that Trump thing. Yeah, I laugh at that every time I see people in Hollywood making fun of him for his dad changing their name from Trump. Yeah, to how Trump. many of these people in Hollywood have the names they were born with? Like none of them, you know? <laughs> so I actually didn't even know the when I saw the whole Drumpf thing, I just thought it was them being like petty and trying to uh, come up with a silly sounding name because it is a silly sounding name. And I thought they were just being yeah. like, uh, like it's calling Obama Obummer when, when the yeah. right wing, oh, bummer. I was like, oh, what a boomer. But yeah, don't uh, do that. Yeah. But, uh, and I never, I never, uh, you know, partook in that kind of bullshit. But, uh, yeah, I thought the Trump thing was just them trying to sound, make him sound stupid. I'm like, oh no, that was his actual name before he changed it to Trump. But who cares? It's like I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, really fucking uh, is a is a is a nut punch to him to hear that every time, right? <laughs> he doesn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, I'm sure he laughs at it while laughs at it while he's rolling around in a big pile mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so here's the article. I don't know. There's much more. I'm not going to read the article. Fuck it. I mean, this. Well, here's what I have to say. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with Black Lives Matter getting the Nobel Peace Prize. You know why? It's my white guilt talking. Ah, well, I mean, that's that's legit. You know? Yeah. 
sure. you know, your, your, your white guilt is, is brought upon by, um, a millennia of, of, uh, white appropriation of, uh, color people's land. Oh, people of color's land. I almost screwed that up. Well, I did screw that up, but since I'm a black lesbian, uh, with, uh, mental and physical disabilities, I'm, I'm allowed that. So. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. And as as a person fully steeped in white guilt, I will I will say all of your disabilities are my fault. <laughs> of course they are. No, I I think this is ridiculous. This is just I wonder sometimes if uh, if the uh, Nobel Peace Prize committee is really as craven as they seem, or um, if they're just punking everybody. No, if they're, they're craven. Just going, Who could we not? I know they are, but I I love the idea that they might be just trying to figure out who they could nominate to to fuck with people. Yeah, this guy is a 61 year old. This guy, Peter Ede uh, from what was it, Sweden, did I say? I think it's Norway. uh, Norway. Norway. Uh, He is a 61 year old politician, represented the Socialist Left Party in Parliament since 2017. Um, So, you know. Probably never met a black person his entire life. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I'm um, looking at I'm looking at his picture right now, and I'm sure he uh, diddles the kitties too. So, do you know the history of the Nobel Peace Prize? You know where it can't, comes from? Is wasn't it Germany? Yeah, but do you know who the guy was that it's named uh, after? Nobel. <laughs> yeah, but do you know who, who nah, he is and yeah. what he did? Uh, no. He basically invented TNT. Okay. Oh, and so, of course, he get the peace prize, or he would be the founder of the peace peace prize. Or yeah, the, or so the namesake, like, or whatever, right? It, it was something like when his brother died or something. He denounced him as being this warmonger. Think about all the people you've harmed, and it was sort of like a Tony Stark moment where he sort of went, "Oh shit, I have to re uh, revamp my image. I'm not building uh, weapons of war anymore." So the irony of this is the. The prize that the uh, the peace prize, the guy that's named after it, is probably more responsible indirectly for the deaths of more people than anyone in the history of the world. Yeah, think about that. It's a delicious irony. But Black Lives Matter. The only reason this guy uh, obviously nominated them is because he's a socialist or whatever, Marxist, communist, whatever the fuck. They're all kind of like parts of the same tree. Um, is that they are. Um, Black Lives Matter movement or Black Lives Matter is a political movement and it is a Marxist movement. So, I mean, obviously, anybody who's a leftist, socialist, communist, Marxist, that's, uh, you know, they're going to circle the wagons around that kind of stuff. So, uh, I refuse to participate in this uh, hateful language. So, uh, next subject, please. Next subject a BLM supporter who posted about her white children's privilege charged with homicide in the death of her three year old white daughter. Isn't this a. Uh, isn't this a fantastic, uh, uplifting story we're talking about here? So, uh, yeah, I want to make I want to make some jokes about you know the yeah. three year old probably shouldn't have been lipping off like she was, but God, that's just that's too damn tragic. It is, to, and you see uh, pictures of this this little girl, and it's just like it's heartbreaking. This poor little, it's just adorable little girl, um, and you you do see that the that this woman put cornrows in her hair, so she culturally culturally appropriated i guess for her daughter and just all kinds of fucking um uh all kinds of contradictions going on here but here's the uh here's the article this is on ussa news i have no idea what this is um but following article blm supporter who posted about her white daughter's privilege charged with homicide and death of three-year-old white daughter was first published in big league politics Leftist Black Lives Matter supporter and self-professed comedian Ariel Robinson, along with her husband Jerry, have been arrested and charged with homicide by child and by child abuse after the death of their adopted daughter Victoria Rose Smith. The married couple, according to arrest warrants, allegedly inflicted a series of blunt force injuries on the three-year-old Smith, who later died at the hospital. Investigators have concluded that Smith's death was the direct result of physical abuse. Ariel Robinson was at one point a middle school teacher and contestant on season 20 of the Food Network reality show Worst Cooks in America. She won the competition and a $25,000 prize that she said would go towards her and her husband's care for their three recently adopted children. Her Twitter and her bio 
and in her bio, she claims to be a Christian, a comedian, and an event host and speaker. She has posted pictures of her daughter, Victoria, multiple times, and they're showing pictures of her, um, you know, uh, sitting on a couch wearing like yellow and, and with the cornrows and the girl's hair and all, all smiles. And then, uh, um, another picture of her daughter with more cornrows and a cute little girl with cute little girl too. Article goes on, but Robinson has also posted about her adopted white children's privilege in the past, tweeting on January 6th that, In my house, my black children get treated the same as my white children, and my white children get treated the same as my black children. It's a shame that when they go out into the real world, that won't be the case. Hashtag white privilege, hashtag black lives matter. Her thread continued, I will never have to worry about my white sons, and that makes me happy. What makes me sad is that every worry I don't have for them will be multiplied for my black sons. Until this is fixed, we are not the USA we can be. Justice, fairness, and equality for all. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Another one. Quote, It's a shame that as a proud mom of four beautiful boys, I can't protect them from the reality and evil of the world once they leave the house. However, I will fight to use my voice to make a difference, to bring awareness and change so that one day the change will come. I'm a mama bear, and I'll do anything to protect my children. Yeah. Except, sure. uh, Except from myself. Yeah. And make sure their futures are equally bright because they have the same opportunities and are treated as equals the way God made them. There should be no hashtag white privilege, only American privilege, hashtag equality for all, hashtag black, to- like black lives matter. Um, and then she uh, retweets a bunch of people, Robert Reich, uh, Joe Biden, uh, Jacqueline, I can't say that name, Castro. Joaquin, uh, Joaquin yeah. Castro, Joaquin. and then a bunch of anti-Trump stuff. Um, she has plenty to say about Breonna Taylor. She, you know, Breonna Taylor that was shot um, because she had a drug dealer boyfriend, and then she ended up uh, getting shot in her apartment when they did the uh, quote-unquote no-knock no raid, which wasn't a no-knock raid. Uh, well, you know, I, I, the one thing I feel bad for Breonna Taylor in that is. She did have a drug dealer boyfriend. Her drug dealer boyfriend was not there at the time. Yeah, but her other boyfriend's a piece of shit too. So they're all they're all uh, that, people. Well, that's not what I had heard. Eh, um, from what I've seen there. But but he did he did fire and hit a cop. Well, and, and then he blamed he and, first. Then, and then in his statement to the police, he said that she was shooting at the police. So whatever. Um. So. Yeah, so she she is obviously really has this kind of a black victimhood ingrained in her, and then she's allowed to adopt white children and beat the living shit out of them because to bring out her hatred of whites uh, and and to so her white child is the manifestation of everything she fucking hates, and she's puts out um, post after post after post about how you know uh, white privilege and you know everything else and and you don't you don't think uh this this would be any news whatsoever if this was the opposite if a white family had adopted black children and beat the living shit out of them after posting a bunch of shit about how white people need oh, to be i mean oh this my is, god this i is, can't this disgusts me it sickens me and i hope i hope to god that her and her husband get go to prison and actually do time and when they're in prison i hope to god someone beats the living shit out of them every fucking day like crippling beatings like well, teeth, teeth missing beatings is what i'm talking about like I, like shit up the ass beatings <laughs> you know well i am not as you know i'm not a huge proponent of the death penalty because jordan peterson sort of changed my mind on that one but um, uh what i what, think what do you mean what, what, think, hold on jordan peterson changed your mind about the death penalty what do you mean uh, Jordan Peterson said, I, well, first of all, I was sort of iffy on it. Cause I don't like the idea of mistakes, which happen, you know? Yeah. But he said, I don't like the death penalty. Cause I don't like the state having the ability to take your life. Uh, and that sort of made me go, Ooh, yeah. I just think, I just so, think the state should look the other way and allow the families of the bereaved to take the lives of the person who did it. <clears throat> well, there's some, there's something to be said for, uh, you know, for that too. I do think people who beat children should be hauled out in the street and maimed publicly. Um, but you know, look, I'll say this as a, as a dad of two kids, there's nothing that prepares, prepared me for how much I was going to love those two human beings. Um, that was told to me beforehand. 
I knew that going in and yet I still couldn't, I, the magnitude of that was still, it was tenfold. Well, how do you feel about interracial adoption then? You don't, you think if you haven't had those kids, if you didn't create those kids, then should you be able to adopt them? Well, you know, I've thought about that because, um, you know, I've thought about, I think it's really cool that my kids look like me, you know, my boys look a lot like me and, um, but at the same time, I really can't imagine that if I had had a child who had, you know, uh, retardation issues. Yes. I use that word, um, you know, downs or something like that. Or, um, you know, if I adopted a child, whether it was white or black or whatever, that I would feel any differently about that kid. I, I really don't think I would. Um, and you know, that being said, full disclosure, I've spanked my kids before, you know, um, my dad said one time, and I thought it was great advice. Uh, sometimes kids need an immediate sign or immediate physical manifestation of your displeasure. You know, sounds good to me. Um, that being said, I've never been the kind of person I've seen people spank their kids and do it more than once, like, you know, hit them three, four times on the butt or hit them with something like a wooden spoon or something like that. I don't like that idea, but I've popped my kids on the butt before to say, look, that thing you did, that wasn't cool. And they got that. And I, even when you do that, even if you, you know, whether spanking is good or bad, you know, I don't want to have that debate, but even if you support it and think that that's okay, occasionally, um, you still feel bad when you do it. And so to be someone who could hit a child enough to kill them. You are an evil son of a bitch without question. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. You know? Well, and and again, I will say I've I've understood where people you know could get to the point where they could lose it with a kid. Um you know, being there were there are times when you are sleep deprived and all of those things and um you know, I think an inexperienced parent, maybe by themselves, uh, with a bunch of financial issues and, you know, the world coming down on them, could get to a point where they get stressed enough to hit their kid or something and injure them. But, I mean, it's like you can you can see that darkness in yourself, but you immediately could go, I could never get there, you know? Well, um but someone who went there and stayed there long enough to harm their child like that, you, you are, you're evil. There's no excuse for you. Well, then on top of that, to have her have this mixed race family where she's got the black kids and the white kids and she, can you imagine what their lives are like where she's constantly, you know, pointing out their differences and, and treating them differently based on their race? I mean, you can't, you can only assume that that's what's happening, that that she's constantly trying to uh, tell the white kids that, hey, you know, you're you've got privilege and, you know, it's the white person's fault that my black kids can't uh, succeed or they're, you know, I'm afraid for them. And can you imagine what kind of fucked up shit's going on with them? I mean, other than the beating, which is the stuff that I just I really I really do want to see them get hurt like bad but i I do too but uh other than that even if it didn't come down to the beatings just the fact that you know in this household that these kids are psychologically getting fucked is is bad too so well like both kids like like the black kids and the white kids in this in this household are getting completely psychologically fucked over even regardless of the uh of the physical um abuse and murder i still have yet to have anyone explain to me what exact privilege you get being white. And when you say that, you go, what, what's the privilege? Explain it to me. And they go, oh, well, if you can't see it, then you're just being naive or whatever. I think or I- not, not seeing it is also your privilege. And I'm like, no, none of that works for me. I, think I need a- you to explain to me what it is. I'm going to order you your white privilege card, Rooster. You should have gotten it by now in the mail. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you get it. And it has it on the back. It explains to you all the uh, benefits of having that card. I got mine, but it was blank. Oh, it's like, a, oh, shit. So whatever you want goes, basically. <laughs> I think it meant uh, I think it meant there is nothing. <laughs> oh, well, it's a matter of perspective, I guess. It's my truth. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think people get treated uh, differently in certain instances based on their race. I think it happens to lots of people um, look, look, because I, I'm not I'm not going to say there's not racism in the world. It's mostly it's mostly cultural. It's, it's not really even racial. You, I've just recently saw uh, uh, I had a delivery, a food delivery at my at my place. Um, Uber, not eats, whatever the fuck it was. And the guy shows up and he was sagging his pants. I actually couldn't tell if he was black or white because he was wearing a hoodie and it was dark out. But as soon as he turned around and walked away, he was he had his pants sagging. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to my food on the way here? You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like I didn't know if he was black or white, but it was like it was like you, you just you, you're you've got the pants sagging, which is considered a part of a cultural ex, ex, mostly considered with black. But you know, there's a lot of white kids and Asian kids and Hispanic kids and adults that do that at this point. Which, for the life of me, when that first started happening twenty fucking years ago, I thought it was a flash in the pan, and, it, and it's still going on. I, I don't understand, but. Um, I don't. Did you think, order from Door Eats or Uber Dash? Uh, what? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Uber Dash or Door Eats? Yeah, Door Eats or yeah, Uber Dash. Which it was his your more fucking food, nigga. That's the one I think. <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, it was there was a slight discount on that, but uh, up in a hoopty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's cultural, and uh, if you if you see black people on you and you have a perceived. Um, issue with them it's not because you're seeing them just because their skin color you're seeing based on your perception of the culture of what you've experienced in your past so um, the fact that it's you're trying they're trying to equate it based based specifically on being white or black that's not that's that's being so simple it's it's retarded it's retardism is what it is well i i told someone once who said uh you know, you're racist. You just don't know it. I'm like, what does that mean? And they said, well, about all the people you admire are mostly white. I said, one of the people I admire most in the entire world is Thomas Sowell. And they said, well, you admire him because he acts white. Oh, fuck you. I, I know. And I'm like, if you told did Thomas you, Did Sowell you kick him right in the cunt? <laughs> I don't care if it was male or female because that's what they got, so. Yeah, I, so I just I think that's so stupid. I mean, Walter Williams, same way. Uh, the late Walter Williams recently passed away. I, tons of respect for him. Um, and, you know, people say, well, it's because they act white. No, it's because they say uh, very reasonable things, you know, and I I treat people based on how they treat me. 99% of the time, that 1% of the time, it's like sometimes I'm having a bad day. And even if you're nice, I'm going to be a dick, you know, and but I, I think a lot of people and, are like and, that. And you're going to have preconceived notions on, uh, based on how somebody's dressed or carry themselves. And, uh, sometimes you're, you're proven wrong, but most of the time you're proven right. So you just, yeah. you, you still have to go. I can't, I can't be so close minded that I'm not going to give somebody a chance, but I am going to, you know, I'm going to have a jaundiced eye until I'm proven otherwise. And that's fine. That's called wisdom. Look, I don't care what color you are. You got a neck tattoo. I'm going to, I'm going to look at you sideways. Yeah. You know, yep. the, the, all neck tattoos should just say bad decision on them. Yeah. So, well, we're coming up on time uh, here. I had more stuff to talk about, but. You had another one you wanted to get to quick? Well, we want to talk about even more racial bullshit with Biden signing his executive orders about racial equity. But I think we can, that that's something we can wait till next time. <clears throat> okay. Well, all you need to know about that is he is making the world a better a or the country a better place. You need to understand that. Yeah. And COVID attacks black people more than whites and, and uh, all these businesses that were destroyed uh, due to rioting. Um, the black businesses deserve to be rebuilt and replenished um, before the white ones. That's all we need to know. Well, you know what it was? It was black lives matter protested, but the white supremacists burned it. Yeah. They kicked it off. Yeah. And it's a bunch of white supremacists running that uh, George Floyd square area down there, too. Oh, yeah. So don't let them tell you otherwise. Two words. Umbrella man. Look it up. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right. So if you want to get into contact, contact with us, uh, fuck Parler, because I guess uh, Parler's no longer going to be uh, coming back. So, Are they, did they say that for sure? That's what everybody's saying. I don't know if Parler came out with a statement, but pretty much everybody that's everybody that was you know, touting parlor saying, you know, give up on it. It's done. So uh, no, you never know. No parlor. There's gab. Um, what else is there? Me, we, so 
We'll yeah, try to, we'll try to figure it out. Spit shoot. Yeah. Who knows? You might hear from us uh, moving to one but of those. Pretty in the meanwhile, we've got emails. It's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And you can check us out on the Facebook page, which is Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.